Episode 19, Enemies Foreign and Domestic. Now, releasing the Mueller report here in America may have seemed like the end of the investigative process, but in many ways, it's only the beginning because we do live in a deliberative democracy here. And given the other unfolding news stories this week from far-flung places like Ukraine and Sri Lanka, it begs a larger question. Who is best suited and best empowered to defend against a country's enemies, foreign or domestic? Keep listening. Welcome to Peace Matters, a show that uncovers peace in our communities, our countries, and deep within our souls. I'm your host, Maya Mathias, founder of Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. Join me as I share three things in the show. One, stories or trends that impact our capacity for peace in the world. Two, insights and tools to help you cultivate more inner peace. And three, updates on the peace-building work I do, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. Be sure to head over to InventiveLinks.com to sign up for our Peace Matters newsletter, where I share bonus resources to build more peace in your world. And now, on with the show. Part 1, As the World Turns, Stories or Trends that Impact Our Capacity for Peace in the World. Now, I borrowed today's episode title from an oath that federal officials swear to when they take up office here in America. That oath includes the line that officials must, quote, solemnly swear or affirm that they will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and that they will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. Now, whether you are a federal official in America or in any other country, you are bound to defend that particular country's constitution. And I am pretty sure, I haven't read every single constitution in the world, but I'm pretty sure that there is a line in every country's constitution that talks about defending the security of that country. And that as a federal official, you bear a solemn responsibility to do that on behalf of your fellow citizens. And this is a fundamental element of all sovereign nations on earth because it helps define their right to self-protection and, more importantly, to self-government without interference from any bad actors externally or domestically. In fact, just this week, the latest 2020 candidate from the Democratic Party, Seth Moulton, has jumped in the race and he has made it clear that he's focused on this issue of national security makes a lot of sense given his highly decorated military experience and his devotion to veterans' issues. Also, this idea of national security and protecting the integrity of the American people's ability to elect its own leaders 
we have to remember that this is at the heart of the special counsel's Mueller report. Because it's really easy amid the political wrangling and fallout right now as to what to do with the report's findings, it's easy to forget its original scope. The original scope, pretty narrow but very important, was for Robert Mueller and his team to figure out if there had been significant meddling and interference in the 2016 presidential elections by a foreign entity, specifically Russia. Russia is a longtime adversary of the United States, and the first half of the Mueller report did find that Russian meddling was widespread and systematic. So if you are an American citizen listening to this, whether you know or believe that you were personally swayed by Russian interference or not when you cast your vote, the fact is that Russia was able to infiltrate the electoral process much further than they have ever been able to in the past. And what they're doing represents a much larger threat to the integrity of the electoral process here in America. Because cyber attacks and spreading false information is something that Russia was able to do pretty successfully in 2016, especially with the help of viral platforms like social media. And therefore, this represents a new front line in defending a nation's sovereignty. And as citizens, we need to be arming ourselves accordingly doing things like becoming better at media literacy, better able to tell the difference or be more skeptical of the difference between what a credible news source is putting out versus what something sensational and probably propaganda-based from either foreign or domestic outlets is trying to put out and get you to think in a divisive or counterproductive way. I feel that that is what needs to be a core focus for all of us, no matter which country we are a citizen of. It's a core focus for all of us going forward. You see, politics is largely a game of our emotions, speaking to our emotions, and the darker side of it is manipulating our emotions. And if we are having this attack from both foreign and domestic entities, in getting us to get riled up from an emotional place and not able to be more discerning about why they're trying to rile us up, then we will fall prey to more and more attacks, both foreign and domestic, when we choose our elected leaders. Part 2, Ohm is Where the Heart Is, Insights and Tools to Help You Cultivate More Inner Peace. Now, in the previous segment, I talked about how all of us as citizens in our respective countries need to be ever more vigilant 
about the information that's being shared with us in the context of voting for our elected leaders. We need to really get more educated on who these bad actors are and to be a lot more discerning about the media that we consume. That being said, there are also instances where we place a lot of faith in our elected officials and we have trusted them to do the right thing by us. And sometimes we have placed so much faith that they have let us down. And because they've let us down, we then cast a protest vote or we are so fed up with what they've been doing that we decide we'll take our chances with someone who may be less effective on the outset or may have no experience for the job. And I'm think I'm not thinking about previous elections. I'm actually thinking about something, two things really, that have happened in the last few days. I was watching the news about how Ukraine has literally elected a comedian to be their next president with a, with about 70% of the vote. At first, I found this astonishing, and I had to dig deeper and find out more. It turns out that the incumbent president wasn't doing a good enough job in the eyes of their people, of the Ukrainian people, because he was not really defending them effectively against Russian encroachment and Russian um, meddling in their domestic affairs. So it's one more example of voters being fed up with the corrupt or inept status quo. And even though electing someone like this comedian with no political experience could actually be dangerous to their national security, especially with Russia knocking on their door, in this case, Ukrainians are so perhaps desperate, angry, frustrated, anxious, they're willing to take that chance. The other story that's similar in this regard, where people have placed so much faith and may start choosing differently or thinking about their leaders differently, is what's been unfolding in Sri Lanka with, with this horrific series of suicide bombings across the country on Easter Sunday. And as more and more facts come out in that regard, it seems to be the case that there were signs, there was intelligence information that beforehand that there was going to be a terrorist attack in the country. And apparently political infighting among Sri Lanka's leaders resulted in them dropping the ball and not having this information being relayed to the right people so they could beef up security ahead of time. Now, you could give them the benefit of the doubt and say that maybe the intelligence wasn't specific enough. We don't know that right now. Or maybe even if it was specific enough, they may not have been able to prevent the bombings as they happened. But I would argue that if some of that information had been relayed, they might have been able to prevent some of the carnage. I mean, we're dealing with hundreds, more than 300 deaths right now, and more than 500 injuries. And it's touched and affected lives all across the world because luxury hotels were targeted and many foreigners were killed as a result too. I mean, the long and the short of it is that 
complacency in our leaders is a luxury now. We can blame or put, you know, point the finger at bureaucratic structures and bureaucratic, um, I don't know, just being how slow, how the way and the reason why governments move so slowly. We can use that as an excuse for how things don't get solved or security threats aren't addressed. But that's no longer a good enough excuse anymore. And it's time for leaders to step up as much as possible and for us as citizens to keep holding their feet to the fire. Part 3, News and Views, updates on our peace-building work, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. So in recent weeks, I've been stretching myself far outside my comfort zone to connect with more thought leaders and career professionals who help us find more inner peace or who have worked and are working to sustain our mostly peaceful world order that we've enjoyed since World War II. It's never easy to put yourself out there and I still get nervous sometimes when when I'm introducing myself to people like this, but I've been writing this Peace Matters newsletter, podcast, doing the live stream long enough that it gives me more ground to stand off stand on and it gives me more confidence to draw from because I have been putting in the work to think about these issues that we all face as a human race, as citizens, and as people who just want to live in a more peaceful world. Now, I'll share more about these connections and conversations as they unfold. I'm at the initial stages of reaching out to these people, and I'm excited to see where the conversations lead and how I can work together with them to bring more peace into this world. So as always, if you want to hear more about my reflections and thoughts about the stories I've shared in this podcast episode, specifically the Mueller report and how congressional leaders are responding to it and deciding on what to do with the findings, I'd love for you to join me on my live stream this Friday that I call Fridays for Peace. I hold it every Friday, and this Friday on April 26, 2019, I'd love for you to join me in this conversation around the Mueller Report and what we can do either as citizens or as observers to be more engaged in the process going forward. So if you want to be part of that live stream, I'd love to have you join the conversation. Just go to inventivelinks.com slash events. Inventivelinks.com slash events and look for the episode Fridays for Peace episode dated April 26, 2019. Now, if you're listening to this after April 26, you are more than welcome to catch the replay of that live stream. Just go to that same events page and scroll down to look for the link to the replay. And as always, if you aren't already on my newsletter list, please do join it. At the end of each week, after I've produced a couple of podcast episodes and shared the conversation with you on Fridays for Peace live stream, I distilled all that, I distill all that into my weekly 
newsletter at the end of the week. And get on the list so you'll get informed about all these wonderful things I put out every week in the name of personal and collective peace. Go to inventivelinks.com, click on the Learn More button right there on the homepage in order to subscribe. Alrighty, I'll leave it there for now in this episode of the Peace Matters podcast. Thanks for listening. Take care. You've been listening to Peace Matters with me, Maya Mathias. This podcast is proudly powered by Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. If you like this podcast, please consider supporting it by going to inventivelinks.com support. Want to take your podcast experience to the next level? Sign up for my next online workshop and start building a stronger path to peace inside and out. Go to inventivelinks.com events for more information. Sign up for a workshop, then show up with your best questions on the stories and insights we feature and with a sincere desire to lead a more peaceful existence. Till next time, let's make peace matter more each day. Bye for now.